Welcome to the College Parent Central Podcast. Whether your child is just beginning the college admission process or is already in college, this podcast is for you. You'll find food for thought and information about college and about navigating that delicate balance of guidance, involvement, and knowing when to get out of the way. Join your hosts, Vicki Nelson and Lynn Abrahams, as they share support and a celebration of the amazing experience of having a child in college. Welcome to the College Parent Central Podcast, or welcome back to the College Parent Central Podcast if you've been here with us before. My name is Vicki Nelson, and I am a college professor of communication. I'm also the parent of three daughters who have gone to college, so I've experienced being a college parent. And as always, I am here with my friend and my colleague to talk about all kinds of things that have to do with college parenting. Um, Lynn, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. So my name is Lynn Abrahams, and I am a learning disability specialist. I work with college students and their families. So I have some connection with both the student and the and parents. Uh, and I'm also a parent of two sons who have been in and through college. So I can talk from that experience as well. Yeah, we kind of combine these these professional and parent, you know, and yep. and, and and I know I say over and over again, I wish I had known when I, when my kids were in college what I know now in terms of understanding uh-huh. what it's all about. Yep. And we are at part three and the final part of three um, episodes about what we're seeing with pandemic fallout. Um, we're coming, we hope, to the other side of the, you know, the, the worst of, of pandemic life. Um, and we're seeing some things in the classroom because of that. So um, w- this was a pretty big topic and we decided to divide it up into three. Um, and this is part three. So Lynn, do you want to take us back to part one? So in part one, we talked about what we were seeing in our students. This came from conversations Vicki, you and I had about our fall semester this year. Um, and some of the, we, we sort of um, honed it down to four different pieces that we really, that really popped out to us. We saw that our students had a greater reliance on their parents. We saw that students had many more uh, mental health issues, depression, anxiety. We saw that students had pretty clear learning gaps, pieces that they had missed uh, in their high school um, training for college um, and pieces that they missed in college as well. Um, and we saw that many of our students had difficulty following through. Um, yeah, that motivation piece was was yeah. really uh, and continues to be uh, a big one. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, that was part one and, and that's what we see. And then we, we did part two um, and Perhaps if you're just stumbling on us here, you might want to go back and listen to part one and two um, to help put 
put this one in perspective. Um, and because in part two, we talked about, you know, where we thought some of these behaviors were coming from and why they mattered. And, and, and you know, that we're inheriting these habits um, from high school and remote learning and um, that students have really just lost their student muscle, mm-hmm. that, that um, some of them have to relearn how to be a student. And a lot of our students have, have told us that. Um, and really a sense of social isolation and and almost for, also forgetting how to connect to other people mm-hmm. and how to make friends and, and how to work with other people. Um, and that these things all really matter because relationships are huge in terms of health and success and mental health and all of that. Um, that, that for students, mental health, the stress, anxiety, depression, the, that lack of motivation are all getting in the way of them doing other things. Um, that it can affect their future careers in terms of knowing how to behave professionally and all of that. And that, that some students may just end up quitting and dropping out because of all of this going on so that that all of these things are really, really important. So we went from negative episode one <laughs> to negative episode two. <laughs> um, and uh, that was quite a way to start the year. Um, but we want to turn it around a little bit now, I think, in, in part three, um, which is really to, to talk about what parents can do to help their pandemic student and and I, I think this really is positive because it it says certainly it says to parents you, you know you're not alone and mm-hmm. there are things that you can do and that parents are are ideal partners with their student in this because of students, um, increased reliance on their parents mm-hmm. that that relationship is good and and it's how to help as a parent how to help your student recognize that they do have control over their lives that they have control over some of these mm-hmm. things that they can do something about it not just feel like victims I mean I think we all felt like victims for a couple of years and they need to begin to to feel that um, self, advocacy self you know agency yes. thank you that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> self agency you better take over cuz you've got the words <laughs> so the the first suggestion i have um, for for dealing with this is to have conversations with your students to have honest conversations about what school has been like for them um, what it's what the pandemic has been like for them, and use this opportunity to talk about ourselves as well as parents, what it's been like for us. Our students are, are not just the only ones who are experiencing some of these challenges. Um, and I, I talk, I think about this as an example of the shift in relationship that parents have with their students when they leave for high school and go to college. Um, Vicki and I, you know, Vicki, you and I had talked a lot at the beginning about the shift in role from caretaking to coaching. Mm-hmm. So caretaking, meaning we were the parents who took care of our kids when they were little. Um, and now when they're moving on and away, we are more coaches than caretakers. We are more um, supporters than 
we're not going to jump in and fix this. Yeah. But we're going to talk honestly and truthfully about what whatever this is. You know, Lynn, it strikes me as I'm listening to you talk about that and talk about the caretaking to coaching, which it is the phrase that we use a lot. In fact, the workshop that we do for that's where this all um, came from. You know, for parents, um, which we'd love to do. If anyone would like to reach out, we'd love to come and talk to your group. But we call it caretaking to coaching. But as as you were talking about that, I'm realizing that as we're coming out of pandemic and we're seeing our students in such stress and, Mm -hmm. you know, having such a difficult time, we want more than ever to take care of them. Yeah. And so it's harder than ever before to say, I need to help you learn how to take care of yourself rather than me as parent taking care of you. Right. And Right. We've talked about this before. It's so hard to watch our kids struggle. And we have this almost wiring kind of thing where we want to jump in and make it better. Um, And I did have experiences this past semester with parents, you know, calling me to talk about... um, choosing courses for their kids and mm. and stuff like that. And I understand that urge. I really do. Um, but, but now is the time to step back and problem solve with your kids instead of fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more difficult. It's more stressful for us as parents. And yet in the long run, it turns this into a learning situation and it turns it into an opportunity to really talk about what's going on. And, you know, every student is different and every student's going to have a different kind of challenge with this and, and to really talk about it, uh, you know, the possibilities of fixing, you know, (laughs) this, um, and in those conversations, another, um, thing I want to recommend is to start with what's positive. Mm. Start with what's working. Um, you know, start with, I, you know, I have students who, who might be struggling with doing the reading work, but they're showing up to other classes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So start there. And students may not realize. They, they may feel overwhelmed with all of the things that aren't working. And helping them identify that there are some things that are working is huge. Right. Um, And then this shifts it from this sort of negative thing to, um, to, you know, realizing that, you know, other students are feeling the same way, taking a look at what... um, you know what they have learned that they can take with them to the to the next step. So it's partnering with your kids, sort of together as almost you know equals in a way to problem solve, and then taking a look at what's working, what's mm-hmm. good. You know, is mo- is it the motivation? I really want to be in college, and I really want to do this. That's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Is it? I'm the kind of person that shows up to every class. That's a really positive thing. Or is it, um, I'm really excited about the topic that I'm studying. Mm-hmm. That's a really positive thing. And then how to take those positive and, things and build on on those. Um, we, we tend to focus on the things the that negative, are going wrong right. and the negatives rather than, you know, what's working well, what are the positives. Let's build on those things and that will pull up 
the negatives along with it. And there's always something positive there. I have a student this past semester who really did not do well, you know, in terms of grades. Mm. But we had a conversation at the end of the semester where we really picked out a few positives. So much so that he was excited about going back to the next semester, even with not so good grades, Mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, how he can use those positives to, you know, how he can build on them. Right. Yeah, that's that's huge. And then, you know, another thing is to also talk about alternatives. Yes. Um, that there are options. There are always options. There are alternatives. Um, flexibility. It may be flexibility in how they do college. Um, you were talking, I think it was in the last episode, about... Um, you know, a student who, or some students who decide to be commuters instead mm-hmm. of living on campus because they're having such difficulty with the social aspect and it's getting in the way. Or students who decide to live on campus instead of commuting because they need that social aspect and they know that they need to build those relationships. Students who need to take a break, who need to take some time off, take a gap semester, a gap year. You know, we always think about a gap year as that year between high school and college. Um, and and it often serves students very, very well. I think we're going to talk um, in a future episode a little bit more about gap mm-hmm. years um, because we see that those students who take that gap year are, you know, do so, so much better often. Um, but a gap semester or a gap year doesn't have to be only before you start college. It may be some students have done a semester or done a year and then said, no, I I need a break. I'm coming back. I'm not dropping out. I'm not quitting. I'm taking a gap semester and then to to kind of do whatever I need to do um, and then come back. So that's an alternative. Um, Getting counseling, um, you know, changing majors. I mean, there are, so, you know, what are you experiencing and what's working well and what are some options? Does some kind of change in direction, um, might that be what, what will help you figure out how to move forward? You know, I still believe that one of the most positive shifts um, as a result of the pandemic is that we are a little more flexible. We have to be. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be A, B, C, D, you know, really linear. We, you know, sometimes things get thrown off Mm -hmm. and we have to work with where we are. And I think there's some flexibility in our thinking about our students' path that can be really, really positive and really helpful. Um, One of the things that um, I want to talk a little bit about is um, how parents can help their students um, work that student muscle. Mm. You know, learn the, how to learn again. Right. Um, a lot of, um, you know, what we've noticed post-pandemic is that, you know, many students um, um, don't know how to um, do some of the concrete pieces of studenting. And this this is not the fun stuff of studenting <laughs> often. This is the more menial, you know, concrete things. For example... Um, writing out a schedule of your week, writing out to-do lists, um, doing things like 
um, learning more about how to approach a textbook chapter, how to read it, you know, not just to read it, but how do you do that so Mm -hmm. that your brain holds on to that information? There are some real skills and and concrete things you can learn about how your brain works, Mm -hmm. Um, how to actually take notes, why that's important, um, how to study. I mean, students will often say they're studying when they're looking at something. Mm-hmm. That is a very positive thing, to look at their notes or look at a PowerPoint. Um, learning that what they need to do is do something with yeah. that information. Yeah. Rewrite it or organize it or speak it. Tell somebody about it. Teach, Teach somebody. somebody. That's why, so, why study groups work so well. Right. Yeah. Often it's speaking that helps or writing or doing. So as, you know, as parents, we know our kids also, <laughs> and we know some of their strengths and, and some of their challenges. And, you know, you, again, using the strengths to work on study skills mm-hmm. um, and not to um, feel like that's, um, I don't know, like looking down on your students all college students are, are struggling with this. I mean, we mentioned this in the last two episodes that, you know, students are struggling. And so um, let's face it head on and look at some of the basics. Yeah. There's I, great stuff out there, by the way. Oh, you know, books, yeah. um, folks who are out there, you know, talking about specific study strategies. There's good stuff out yeah. there. And, and students sometimes, you know, think, think they're above that or, or, yeah. or think they don't need it. You know, I've got this. Um, and, and being, that's where some of the flexibility maybe comes in, you know, okay, you thought you did, but let's try some other things. And I think parents can also, um, act as role models. You know, mm-hmm. how, we all are learning things all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sort of sharing with your student or experiencing with your student, how do you learn new things? Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, okay, classroom, you got to learn the study skills, how to read a textbook. And I mean, all of that is mm-hmm. really important. But in general, how how do we go about learning new things when we're excited about something new? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we go to Mr. Google now, you know, and we start Googling about the topic and we find out more about it. If, if, if it's a new video game or something, how do they... You know, how, how do you learn that new game with that new Xbox that you just got at, at mm-hmm. the holidays or something? And and have students think about how they how they do that with other things. You know, I do it over and over. I practice it. I spend a lot of time with it. I, you know, maybe sometimes I have to read the direction, or sometimes I ask I ask other players, mm-hmm. "How did you do that?" Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the difference between high school and college in terms of learning needs to be looked at as well. You know, students, in, in high school, students may, may have needed to memorize a lot more things, mm-hmm. or it might be in smaller chunks. But in college, they might need to um, take pieces of information from different places and put it, put yeah. it together. Yeah. Or work on their writing skills because writing is so huge in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, so talk about learning, talk about how you learn, talk about um, what kinds of learning they need to do in college as opposed to high school. Yeah. You know, so so you know, working on that is huge. Yeah, 
and and we actually have some earlier episodes, and we'll link to them in the um, in the show notes about um, you know some of those things of you know some study skill things and the differences between high school and college, yeah. and uh, you know which may be even more pronounced now you know post pandemic and and so some of those things. So um, we'll put those in the show notes, and, yep. and parents can sort of follow up on that. And you know, along with that, the two big big topics that came out from the survey that I, we did of students. We talked about this in earlier episodes that we just asked some of our students, um, you know, what was your junior year like and what was your senior year like in high to, to get a sense in high school? Yeah. And, um, you know, what, what, what do you, what did you experience? Um, and two of the big topics from that, and also I happened in the fall to be teaching a class, um, a kind of a first year seminar for new freshman students, you know, trying to learn. And two of the big things they talked about all the time, too, were time management and organization. That's one. And um, also um, sleep. Huh. You know, so so those are two topics also to, to talk to your student about. Um, and it was interesting. A lot of my students in the first year seminar talked about, I need to get organized and really what they needed was time management. And it, I, it was interesting that they kind of conflated the mm-hmm. two. And I think of them as a little bit different. Organizing, you know, is how to kind of keep track of things. And time management is really just figuring out how you use your time and how to, I, I, I don't know, it's interesting. But time, time management and organization and how to plan, how to use a schedule or, or a planner, um, how to... Th- break big projects down into small pieces Mm -hmm. and all of that sort of thing, um, students recognized as being an area they needed help with because there's much more of that that's on you in college than in high school. Mm -hmm. Teachers give things out in small pieces more in high school. College, write this 20-page paper. It's Mm -hmm. due in six weeks, and then you're on your own to figure that out. Um, And sleep. It's really hard to sleep in the dorms. <laughs> it, you know, it's it. You you feel overwhelmed. You feel as though you've got so much to do, um, and so you stay up too late, or you know, whatever. So, you know, really talking to them about sleeping and getting up, and how to make sure you get sleep, and why it matters, and all, all of that are are two big topics that parents can partner with helping their kids understand. Mm-hmm. You know, another topic that I think uh, parents can um, talk to their kids about is living on campus and how, when they're living on campus, how important it is to connect with the campus. Mm. You know, it's very different when you're at home and you're, you know, learning online. When you're living in a community, um, you know, we have found that the students who are connected do better. Mm-hmm. The students who go to clubs, the, stu- the, my, the student athletes that I work with usually do better academically because they're more connected. Right. They have a coach who's kind of watching out for them. <laughs> they have, you know, their, their peers watching out for them. Yeah. Um, so engagement is really huge. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of students who are really shy and 
who feel like they would rather just focus on their studies and not focus on connecting. Um, I would, if you have a, um, a student who's like that, I would have some conversations about mm-hmm. um, what small steps they could take towards connecting. Mm-hmm. It might be, I'm going to try one group, you know, one club. Um, or it might be, I'm going to make an appointment with one professor to talk about possible mm-hmm. jobs, you know, in my field. Yeah. Or it might be, um, you know, one different, uh, one, you know, uh, opportunity to get involved in a, a social event on mm-hmm. campus. Um, I would talk to your kids about why it's difficult for them if it is. What is it that's holding you back? Different students are really different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have some students who simply do not know how to contact a professor. And then I have, you know, some students who, um, you know, are just terrified. Yeah. And so it's, it hel- it's helpful to break that down. And, you know, these are students, many of them, who for the last couple of years in high school had no clubs and activities right. to be part of. So they've lost that, you know, that muscle. That muscle. <laughs> they've lost that habit um, right. Of, right. of doing things, and they don't realize what a difference that, that can make. So, um, yeah, anything yeah. they can do to for that engagement and reaching out. And I think that's one thing that colleges are recognizing needs to happen yep. and um, offering events and, and opportunities. So yeah, helping students understand how to make those connections with other people. And as we talked about in the last episode, why it matters right. so much. And start small, yeah. s- tiny steps. Yeah. And you know, another topic I think parents and s- students can talk about, we, we've talked about this over and over and over again in um, earlier episodes uh, that we often forget to ask our students, and that's why college? Mm -hmm. Why are you going to college? Mm -hmm. Um, What is it that you want out of this experience? Um, Is it, hopefully, it's more than just a degree and a job. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's social aspects and, and broadening your horizons and diversity and, you know, being exposed to things and making friends and making connections. Um, You know, and one writer that, that we both like very much, who's written a couple of amazing books is Jeff Salingo. Um, and we can link to his books in the show notes. One has to do with admission and one has to do with making use of college. Um, and he's talked about that, that careers and jobs are changing at it at an incredibly rapid pace. You know, we know that, that the jobs that, that a lot of the students who are in college now will be in don't even exist yet. Um, so there's this change but that it's not clear to some students why they're going to college, other than that's what you do after high school. Or I don't know what I want to do, so I'll go to college, because that'll give me four more years to to figure it out. So really talking to to them about that. And it ties in with some work by um, Simon Sinek, uh, and he has a great TED Talk, and I can link to that, um, about, you know, he talks about finding your why. What is your purpose, or what is the belief or cause or whatever it is that drives every one of us, that we all have something. Um, and 
and he says, you know, not a, discovering my why didn't just renew my passion, it gave me a filter to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. So for students who are floundering a little bit, thinking about, you know, what's your why um, really matters. And it, it ties in with, um, you know, talking to your student about their goals. Mm-hmm. What are their long-term goals? What are their short-term goals? What is their sense of purpose? Um why are they doing whatever they're doing? And um, and then if they can identify a couple of goals, um, also, you know, thinking about, okay, what are the action steps that are going to get you to that goal? Because so often students say, well, my goal is to get an A in every class. Okay, that's a great noble goal. And then, uh, you know, what I say to students so often is just keep asking yourself, how will I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I'll do that by doing all of my best work on all of my assignments. Okay, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to give it give each assignment enough time. Okay, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to plan ahead. Okay, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to have a schedule. And you just drill down until there are really specific action steps that you can take all the time, but always with that goal Mm -hmm. in mind. And I know we have some different thoughts about students and goals. (laughs) Um, So I, I have been working with some students who... Um, who may not know what their goals are and who may not even have goals. Hmm. Um, and in fact, I have worked with some students whose goals are their parents' goals, ah. not their goals. So I think it's worth having a conversation about um, about making sure goals are connected to who the student is. Yes. Um which means talking about that why, you know, mm-hmm. going back to that, what mm-hmm. is my purpose, sort of. Um, but also to acknowledge that if there aren't any goals, it might be time to do something else, you know. While, I mean, it might be time to, to take a semester off and, and work. So then my question would be, what's their goal for doing that? Their goal, well... I would say as a parent, I would say the goal is to mature a little bit and grow up, go out into the work world and, and grow up a little so that they can okay. see. I mean, one of my sons, you know, took a job at 7-Eleven, not 7-Eleven, um, what is that sandwich place? Subway. Subway. So he worked at Subway and that's after he worked at Subway, he realized there were certain things he really wanted to do. He didn't want to stay at Subway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's it's more of an indirect goal. The student's goal might be to make some money and not be in college so that he can, <laughs> you know, yeah. make but some that, money. That's still a, a goal. I mean, I think, and I, th- it may be, we may be playing with the semantics of the words because I think a student needs to have a sense that whatever they're doing is is working toward something mm-hmm. and that's where you know having that goal that that that, that a, the goal becomes the result or the end point to to which everything you're doing is is leading and maybe it's making money but then the question becomes why what are you going to what are you going to do with the money or i you know i i just want to work because i don't want to be in college okay 
but do you want to stay at Subway forever? Mm -hmm. Um, No. Well, then, is a goal to learn some good, you know, skills of showing up to work every day and, you know, doing what you're told and not being late and, uh, and all of that. So it's interesting, you know, as a parent, I want you to grow up. I want you to mature. <laughs> um, but, but if I'm just, if the student is just saying, I'm going to grow up, I mean, they could spend the next 10 years at Subway, which is probably not what they want. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So I hear you say all of that. And I, I think um, it's even more important for parents and students to talk. Yeah. Because part of what you're saying is help your student articulate what's going on. And yeah. I think that is important. And I think that's a place where parents can help their kids by putting it into words, yes. by asking more questions yeah. so that they do get an answer. Yeah. You know? the, the what, so that makes sense to what me. What is it you want? What is, what is your end, end goal? goal? You know, my right. end goal is, um, you know, it doesn't have to be my end goal is to become a... Mm-hmm. an accountant to become a nurse or something. They they don't have that. And that's part of the problem sometimes, mm-hmm. that they don't feel a sense of purpose. What right. What's your why? I mean, that conversation. And it, this is hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's the only way, um, you know, that they're going to stay motivated. And they're going to, I mean, working at poor Subway, I don't mean to... <laughs> Um, you know, but but working a you know just a kind of a low wage job like that, um, it's hard to stay motivated doing that unless you're committed to food service and you want to learn management skills and you want to you know or or something. But mm-hmm. but it, it's hard to keep doing, and that's why some students are having difficulty staying in school because they don't have a sense of purpose and a sense of why am I doing what I'm doing. And I think it's just important again to have that flexibility to not to not make decisions based on sort of panic, but mm-hmm. to, but to mm-hmm. have some flexibility and allow the process um to happen and and as parents help our kids articulate. I yeah. do think that's important. And to explore. Yep. That that goals you know, may not be the goals you anticipated, mm-hmm. and that they, that they're different, and to have some patience, but not just to say, "I'm just going to work um, because I don't know what I want to, you know, what I want to do." But if if that's what you, I, I, I'm just going to work for a semester while I figure it out. Right. But then the work is in figuring it, it, it out and creating some goals, even if they're short term goals. I just want to be able to spend a semester where I show up to work on time every day mm-hmm. and I'm never late and I never miss a shift unless I'm sick. Um, that's a goal. Mm-hmm. And that can keep you, because I know that these are mm-hmm. skills I'm going to need to work on. Um, my goal is to use this semester to figure out what I want to do. Okay. So then how are you going to do that? Maybe I'm going to have some informational interviews. Maybe I'm going to do some reading. Maybe I'm going to take a hobby that I really love and I'm going to dig deep into it to see if there's some, that, that you have some sense of why am I doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. every day when I get up. 
and that and parents can help Help. students do that and and parents can help students maintain high expectations i think that ties in with goals too not just okay whatever you know but to here's here's you know what i hope let's let's work together at what you expect of yourself not so much what i as a parent expect of you but how do you create your own expectations and then how can i help hold you to those expectations i think there's a fine line between you know um supporting our students and and we do need to encourage and support um but there's Mm -hmm. this sort of fine line between assuming that they're too fragile and can't do it right um or assuming that they can do it that we have that we believe they can do it mm-hmm. and i i do think it's incredibly important to shift from this pandemic panic of you know we're all f- freaking out and can't do stuff mm-hmm. you know to i believe you can do this i believe yes. you can you can make this shift yeah. i believe in you that's probably one of the most important messages yeah. we can give our kids yeah um we had an interview, and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, um, back away is actually two interviews with um, Dr. Lynn Zlotkowski, yes. um, who is a, a you know, direct, she, at the time of the interview, she was director of advising at, at Southern New Hampshire University, but um, she's now uh, director of reten- campus retention and success or something, because that's She's amazing, um, and she talked exactly about that. That we, you know, particularly with students who struggle, mm-hmm. and these are often students who struggle in a lot of different ways. You know, just saying, "I believe, I believe in you. You can do this thing," mm-hmm. and we just need to figure out, you know, the the steps that work for you to get to where you want to be, not where I want you to be, right. um, and to hold them to those ideals. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it makes me think. I I do teach public speaking and a lot of that sort of course. And um, I quote very often someone that nobody else knows of, um, Samuel Silas Curry, S.S. Curry, who happened to be the um, the founder of Curry College, where, where we teach, um, which began as a school of oratory. And he, uh, he talked about criticism being a very positive thing, because it's really just feedback. Mm-hmm. And that what it means is you know there's an ideal and criticism is just holding up the actual to the ideal and and that there's and his quote was there's nothing so encouraging as good criticism mm-hmm. because it says to the person i know you can reach that ideal mm-hmm. and you know this is where you are and it may be very close to that ideal, or it might be quite a long way away from that ideal. But I believe you can get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really, you know, in some ways, that's a bottom line for all of this, is mm-hmm. saying to students, all of this is going on. You lived through this pandemic of, of a couple of years. That was a huge piece of your life. It's having fallout. You're, you know, there are some things that are going on, and and here's where they come from. Understand where they come from, and this is why it matters that you address that. And I believe that you can do mm-hmm. that. And let me help. Let me work with you to get there. 
and and to find the steps to um, to overcome the pandemic fallout. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good place to end yeah. this conversation. You and I could go on and on and on, of course. <laughs> no, we but, need to uh, stop. Uh, but that's a good place to end this third part of the post-pandemic, you know, fallout. Um, and and I hope you know, I hope all of our parents who are listening found some useful information, some reassuring information from this. Um, we we certainly love talking about it all. <laughs> so we were we're hoping that people will subscribe to the College Parent Central podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope that you'll spread the word and spread you know tell your your friends who you know may get some um, you know help from this that um, you know introduce them to this podcast. Um, we're hoping that um, you could even, you know, visit our College Parent Central website. We will have show notes. Vicki mentioned um, you could leave us um, an, a message. You could give us some feedback. Let us know about some future topics you might want to hear us talk about. So I guess we will end for now, and we'll yeah. see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>